Good morning and welcome to Practice Laps, our daily discipleship podcast. I'm Chad Ballard, the pastor at Mount Vernon Baptist Church, and this is episode 75, so a milestone uh, for Brian and myself as we put these together. Appreciate Brian's hard work on this a lot. And uh, so we're continuing the conversation today uh, about should a Christian drink? And I'm not going to go back and recap. Uh, I explained to you why it is a danger, I believe, a dangerous Christian heresy to try to justify drinking drinking wine by saying what Jesus uh, turned into wine at the uh, in the first miracle uh, when at the wedding at Cana of Galilee. Uh, I really believe would paint Jesus as a sinner. And if you want to understand that better, I hope that tempts you to go back and watch yesterday if you haven't. And to understand what we even mean by wine or strong drink, uh, you need to go back and watch the uh, two days ago and watch the episode uh, that we that we released then. So we talked about uh, should a Christian drink wine, first of all, from a practical standpoint. Uh, yesterday we talked about it from a theological standpoint. Let me address it today from a spiritual level. Okay, uh, Do we have a responsibility to others? I think the Bible's crystal clear that we are our brother's keeper. And, and if we truly believe God's holy word, I believe the answer has to be yes, we are responsible for others. Uh, 1 Corinthians 8, verses 11 through 13. Let me read it for you. It says, And because of your knowledge, and because of your knowledge, shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. But when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never again eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. Now, you know, I like, uh, I love to eat a steak, okay? I'm good with eating things. But what Paul's saying here is very true. No matter how much you might enjoy a thing, if if it causes, if that thing causes your brother to stumble in some way, you ought to be willing to give it up. And you say, well, why should I have to give it up? Because you are a follower of Christ and we are servants who serve others with our lives. Uh, and, and we just have to understand that and be willing. I, I question when someone says, it's all about me. Why should I not have anything I want if I'm a follower of Christ? Well, that attitude in the first place uh, makes one question if we have had a transformation where we are no longer living for self. But then Romans 14.21 says this as well. It, it says, it is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Okay, So if you say that you don't have a moral responsibility to your brother or sister in Christ, you are in fact saying that you have a problem being obedient to the Word of God because the Word of God is clear that you do have a responsibility to them. Uh, I love Ephesians 5 verse 18. It says this, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, so many, so many times people say, well, the Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk with wine. But that's not all it says, okay? It says, do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation. Now, what in the world does dissipation mean? Well, the Greek word translated here is the word asotia. And it is pro its probable meaning is unsavedness, okay? The, this is the only time the word is used in the Bible in this form is in Ephesians 5.18. All right, and 
and you could translate it as such and do not be drunk with wine in which is unsavedness. Now think about this. What are the reasons that people commonly give for their desire to have a glass of wine? Well, it helps me relax. It helps me in social situations. It helps me to sleep. It, it keeps me going. It calms my nerves. It, it makes me a nicer person. I love that one because I've seen some mean drunks before, but I'm just saying, even if you don't get drunk, uh, I, I don't, still don't think it's okay. And I've explained, and, and you can go back and look again, that nothing we drink is wine today would be considered wine according to a new, our Old Testament definition, or a first century, uh, what they were drinking in the first century, because today's modern process always creates what the scripture would describe as sikar, S-E-K-A-R, uh, which always means strong drink, and is expressly forbidden every time. It's never okay to drink strong drink. And, and so all these things that people give, all these reasons people give commonly for drinking, they are things that should we should receive from the Holy Spirit. It makes sense in context, because if you go back and read Ephesians 5.18, understanding that, do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation or unsavedness, but be filled with the Spirit. He's saying anything you can get from wine, you can get from the Spirit. And that's why the Scripture probably should be translated that way. And do not be drunk with wine, which is an act of unsavedness, but as a saved person, be filled with the Spirit. And all those things that we, we may drink wine thinking we're receiving, you can get from the Holy Spirit. You know, here's the thing about it. Why am I, why have I done this three-part series? Well, one, uh, this is what I believe, and I, and I like to tell people how I feel about certain things. Two, I've never heard a single argument in favor of drinking in moderation uh, and saying that it's okay that was not based in self-centeredness, that I don't want to miss out on something that I perceive as good. But more importantly, the truth of God's Word, when you take the time to understand it and not just try to translate it to fit your belief, but you look at what the Word of God says in the original language and the words that were actually used, I find it very difficult to believe that you can make any kind of argument for what people consider wine drinking today, uh, because wine is not what wine was in the first century, and even Yale University, I, I showed, I shared that with you in, in the first episode of this, uh, shows that that is, even Yale University shows that first century wine was nothing close to what we drink today. So here's the thing. Who are you serving? Are you serving yourself? Then do what you want to. And here's the thing. I'm not condemning you for that. It's a sin like any other sin. Okay, understand that's, that's I'm not going here to say you're lost if you drink. I, I, I don't think a saved person should drink. Um, but I, I would point out to you that that don't. I don't think we should try to justify it uh, by somehow saying that, that it's okay because Scripture, when you dig and understand it clearly shows it's not so there you go i hope that helps you uh i hope it uh, you know that as we've as we've gone really three practice laps with that uh that's today's practice lap and i hope it helps you to run the race well <laughs>